I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Post scramble. Post scramble. The current classic. It was it was a doozy. A bit brisk. It was a bit brisk. It was a bit brisk. It was the first uh half of the day was really, really nice. And then it got to be like there was a really long section there, and then it finally warmed up maybe for the last two holes. But it was I had the heat bumping in my car the whole way home. I remember, yeah, it, it definitely got cold. When I on my way to the car um after dinner, I remember just walking to the car being like like I like I'm walk I know I'm walking to my car, but like my body feels frozen. Like it like it's a lot of work to move my left foot and my right foot. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't make sense, but like oh, no. It, I well, felt like I was in shock. Like it was so cold. Oh yeah. And I'm sure you had the same experience, but it was one of those times. It was kind of like one of those first days of the season where like you had a long day on the course, you're really cold. And then you get in the car and you get the heat on. And like, I had like an hour and 15 minute drive home. And I was like, I could fall asleep in the driver's seat right now. <laughs> you just get real cozy after getting out of that cold, you know? Yeah, dude, it, it, it was. And the, the, the thing is I went in for dinner and the awards afterwards. So I got to, yeah. I, I warmed up for a little bit. So going back out after really was a shock. Um, yeah. Even bigger shock for Nelly, who drove all the way up from uh, Tennessee to join us for, for this scramble. Uh, guy drove absolutely straight, sleeps at a truck stop in Norwalk and just meets us at the course first thing in the morning. Like what an animal. I, I yeah, it's it's funny because he drove from Tennessee last year to play too, but like he had like other stuff going on. I forget like what he was there, but he was there for a little while. This was like literally like he drove up here from Tennessee to play in the Curry Classic with us. Like he got he hit the Connecticut border at 5:30 a.m. day of the tournament, left the night before, was leaving to go back the next morning. Like the absolute commitment out of Nelly is just I think he I think he has to have team MVP. Just yeah for sure and, and he brought it he he brought his a game um yep i think him and nate both brought it their a yeah nate was on <clears throat> nate did a great job uh nate, uh i mean rolling in putts he had an unbelievable approach shot into a par five got us there in two we made the eagle putt i mean he, honestly, he, he sunk a bunch of putts himself as well. He was going first a lot and he was just rolling them in. I don't think Kev was going last. I don't think Kev even putted until like the sixth hole or something that we played. Like it was, I made, I only made one putt. Um, and it was just like a, a one foot kick in that somebody chipped it really close on. And I was like, you guys want me to just knock this in? And I walked up and knocked it. I don't think other than that, I made a putt. Because I was always just going last and either the putt would be made or I was hitting a putt on a hole where we had like a 25 footer and like none of us were really. Yeah, make, like I didn't really make any mid range putts. I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. No, but we. Uh, we are off to a hot start, um, that's for sure. We were we were rolling putts in. Um Three under through two with the eagle on the second hole. We'll we'll keep going through this, but I just want to say the approach shot that Nate hit on that par five, probably the best shot I've seen hit. Definitely this year. I mean, I maybe even within the last, like in terms of like playing with my buddies. Like obviously, yeah, going to a PGA event, you're going to see some sick shots. But he was like two sixty out, right? Two. I think we were like, yeah, I think we were about two sixty. 
And uh, Nate pulls out a three wood and just absolutely stomps on this thing. I mean, th- it was it was a pearl. It ended up um, it landed on the green. Um, Twelve feet, beautiful, maybe? beautiful fate. Yeah, with, easily within. 10 to 15 12 to 15 feet um rolled in the eagle putt three under through two that was it was a huge um huge uh boost going in i mean we Mm -hmm. did end up parring number three but still three under through three was huge we ended up we were seven under through seven yeah the, the the vibes were flowing the boys were really just vibing um we had music uh blasting out of the the speaker we had red zone bumping through the dart um we are getting all of our numbers dialed in with the pinned rangefinder um so much pinned gear was being used there yeah. was like multiple ball markers two different rangefinders the the speaker everything was going out of pinned three different rangefinders yeah it was um, yeah three different rangefinders we call yeah we were certainly out there representing the pin boys the pinned uh pinned game and uh it just kind of got away from us after that. And I don't mean, you know, we had a hole we had to punch out on. Um, yeah. Well, I wouldn't I, say got away. We didn't make anything worse than, I mean, you shouldn't make anything worse than a par really on a scramble, but like they happen from time to time. Like we, no, we just, just took our foot off the gas. Yeah. We, our approach <laughs> shots started instead of being within 15 feet they were all within 25 feet yeah um, or, there was a big stretch of that or just if it was close it was on a tough the, the pin was in a tough location or where our ball was was in a tough location it was it was a struggle coming home i'm not gonna lie uh the first seven holes it felt like we were really gonna put up a number and i originally thought that we'd be able to put up 15 under um yeah, and I think there was not a doubt in any of our minds. We were, we were vibing, man. The vibes were just unreal, unreal vibes from the first couple holes. Yeah, and and that eagle, that eagle was on the hardest hole, number one handicap. We come in with mm-hmm. an eagle. Now that'll be really big later on when we discuss the final standings. Um, but overall, I felt like I, I, I felt like I played. I I feel like I played my game. I mean. I certainly had some putts that I wish I could have got back. Um, certainly rolled in a couple putts that I was pumped about, but uh, overall, I feel like I did my part on the team. I didn't. Uh, it took me the fourth uh, through the fourth hole. By the, once we finished the fourth hole, I had added, added a little value there. Um, I believe it was yeah, the yeah. par three. Par three. The fourth hole we played, not the. Oh ball. yeah, you threw a dart off the tee. Yeah, but it was a miss hit, complete miss hit. But it ended up being 15 feet from the hole and sank the birdie putt. So pretty dope yeah. either way. Yeah, I think oh. all of us really contribute. Like, I, I don't think there was any weak links necessarily on the no. team. Unless no. it was me and I just don't realize. But No, no, definitely, I don't think that definitely was not. Definitely not. Um, you piped one on our first hole that had us just off the just off the green. I mean, it was a oh, it, that's true. It was that a was... pearl. Um, so right out, right out of the gate, you, you were striping it. Um, so I, uh, that par three, the fourth hole that we played, which would have been number nine, I'm pretty sure, or in number eight. eight. Yeah. So we were like, I don't know, the fifth or sixth group to get there. Yeah. And 
no names were on the uh, closest to the pin board. So throw my name down, 11 feet, 5 inches. Um, comes down after the round. I go up. All the boys are sitting by the keg. And I was like, so what happened? The final group to go through the hole, two people beat it. That's crazy. Do you know I, what their distances were? Yeah, I think the closest was like eight feet. Damn. Um, yeah, I know. I was just like, shit. Like, I had closest to the pin for like four hours of this golf tournament, and then I just lose it on the last hole. Uh, um, do you know what the closest to the pin prize was? Uh, probably, um, some pro shop credit or something. Probably pro shop credit or, um, oh, you know what it could have been? It could have been. I'm not sure what prize this was. Um, my boy Drew Zito ended up w- with himself with a uh, with a pinned rangefinder. Uh, he actually no did, didn't win the raffle, which is funniest thing about it is he bought it off the person who did. Um, so he definitely <laughs> crushed the uh, it, a lot better price than the promo code. But either way, if you do want to get your hands on one, I highly suggest using our promo code to get yourself um, your hands on one. So. Yeah, it was probably um, either something donated or some some credit. So, um, getting back into the round, we I want to say we were seven under through nine, um, and then our last nine holes, we kind of just you know par, par, birdie, par, birdie, par. Like we just it it never really started to fully click. We ended up at twelve under, um, and which was a fifty eight. Um, yep. and when we brought it in, there was, there was a 57 on the board. So we knew we weren't going to get it done. Um, unfortunately there was another 58 on the board. We did end up taking solo second place because of the, um, handicap tiebreaker. We had an Eagle on okay. the handicap. Nice. So the boys ended up with a, a foursome with golf carts to Oak Ridge, um, Maybe we can check it out next year before uh, before we get out there and play. But the thing is, I I mean, I'll go there to meet you guys. But I do, I did this two years ago, going like right before and playing. It does nothing. It me going Whoa. there to play my own ball does absolutely nothing because I'm never gonna have 48 yard chip shots into every single green. Like it's yeah. it's one of those things where like if it was like a really nice golf course I'm not shitting on Oak Ridge I'm just saying that like that the greens were super difficult or like you really had to get adjusted to it um I would this, say too that if you just went and played Oak Ridge you're also probably going to play from the blue tees instead of the white tees it's just yeah it's a completely different <laughs> course so I mean yeah. it's cool we we've got a free round to play next year uh, that's always fun so you know get the guys yeah. together for a free round of golf no no complaints there no, um, we could also sell it. Um, no, but like, um, it'll be good to get back out there. Um, I wish the tournament wasn't, uh, so late in the year. Um, unfortunately it is what it is. I don't know. We'll have to maybe yeah. talking to the board to see if we can, uh, get any of that sped up, but I will say we're on the board yet. I, uh, they, they, it, it's exclusive to doctors and I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty biased in my opinion. Um, but overall the tournament went well. The food afterward was very good. Had some lemon chicken, some ziti, some Ooh. pasta. Um ziti and pasta. Yeah, I actually ate a piece of cake in line uh with my hands. There well, was a waiting. 
Yeah, well, so I was waiting for food, and the waitress was like, oh, yeah, there's cake, too. And I was like, oh, nice. She's like, go ahead, just grab it. Who cares? And I think she was kidding, Um, but I just two-bited it, and it was delicious. Um, what kind of cake? Tell me. Was it, it was, was chocolate, chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Um, oh, is that your And bag? I was still Do waiting in have... line a while after that. I was almost like, all right, well, like, now I need to, like, some beverage because my the, this cake is a little dry there yeah, let, let was, the kid get a glass of milk yeah, and wash yeah. That so, down. um yeah overall it, it was a good time um unfortunately we we let nelly down our our goal was to shoot as many sh- uh shots under par as ne- hours that nelly drove to get to the tournament um one way we, yeah. we fell a little bit short um yeah we needed to get to 13 um it was more. It took him more like thirteen and a half, but uh, thirteen would have been fine with us. I mean, that would have would have tied us, and we would have won. Uh, I would have won. I, yeah. I'm very confident that an eagle on that hole would have won because I. It wouldn't surprise me if no other groups got there in two. I mean, no. we had two perfect balls. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone else would have got there in two. So, unfortunately. On one of the holes, you pick which one. We missed a putt, and uh, well, what it could be is uh, one of the holes uh, Nelly lipped out on, and uh, no, that was it. On I was going to say hole. there was a lip out in there, yeah, so it's okay. Um, but the tournament was good. Um, tournament was great. I, I I'm always shocked at how fast the greens are there. Yeah, as long as you move all the leaves and the acorns, and yeah. And all the other They're things out of the, out of the way. No, no, they definitely rolled pretty well. I think, I don't know. I just think it's my part of the state that has, I, actually, I just think it's Blackledge. I, I really, I want to get into the ear of the uh, grounds crew at Blackledge. We need to speed these greens up. My game is being, what is it? Um, it's it's being it's being hurt. It's being, it's being, being hurt. Okay. It's being, my my being game hurt. is being affected negatively. By playing other golf courses, putting amazing because I that's how I am. And then going back to these like 4.5 on the stint meter greens and I'm three putting from like eight feet. Now, those were huge exaggerations, but. It is a huge difference. I don't know. And it might not be. I'm not that good at like not that good. I would have no idea if something was rolling at a 13.5 or an 11.5. I could tell you which one's rolling faster than the other, but I wouldn't be able to tell you a number um, like oh, that. No, so I wouldn't agree. even know what Blackledge is compared to uh, like another course down the road. Like I, I, I would have no idea. I just know They're that slow. they seem very slow uh, whenever I play somewhere else and come back. Yeah, and, and I think long hitting long putts on slow greens is a really difficult uh, skill to master. Yeah, and and I I I will toot my own horn. I mean, I've gotten very good at it, but it's because of where I've been consistently playing. Now, mm-hmm. going forward, I would love to start playing other courses. Um, yeah, I'm in the men's club, and realistically, I don't know how much time there is for me to golf outside of the men's club once a week. But a, yeah. um, a guy I went to happy hour with last week sent me a link for like this connecticut like amateur like tour that like they have one up here too actually and they and then they have like regional events and shit i think 
Yeah. So you can play like whenever you want. Um, it's like, basically you know, a traveling men's club, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, for instance, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. So let's, I, I went and looked at the schedule and critical error on the website. I suppose that's not too good. But when I looked the other day, um, like TPC River Highlands is next week. Um, there were other like Fox Hopkins was a few weeks ago. So yeah. it's like you have the opportunity to play private golf courses at, on top of oh, it. It's not just right. like we're going to go play this public course. And um, I don't know. It's something I'm I definitely think I'm going to look into. But the thing is, from what I saw from a quick glance, it looks like they're during the week. It looks like you're taking off a day of work to play in these things. Oh, really? The one um like the new york one or like the upstate new york one or whatever is always um it's weekends do you remember when we played at the ranch um the week before my wedding this year yeah the new york state the new york upstate new york one was having an event at the ranch you remember like they had like those signs and shit everywhere oh yeah yeah um and then even <clears throat> i played a one of the courses up in saratoga springs earlier this year and they were having like their final event of the year and it was like a two-day event where one day was at one of the courses in saratoga and then the second day was at another course in saratoga so it was like a two-day stroke play event or whatever um maybe i'll try to um do the one up here next year that would be cool if we were both doing them because i think they probably even have some like overlap events or they do like regional things you know Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, you know, this is this is pretty cool. I mean, it all goes back to actually having the time to do it, but um, definitely something that I want to look into. Yeah, I, I think the tough part about it too is they're usually more like um, midday type tea times versus morning. Like you're probably teeing off around you know eleven or twelve o'clock, and it's like a full day thing um yeah you could be right all right let's see yeah so they're at they're at uh great net country club monday october 30th tpc river highlands monday november 6th oh it's always mondays that sucks um no but this one's a two-day at gillette ridge this one's at water private club waterbury country club simsbury farms Oh, so they're is all it... well not no Gillette's public. Simsbury's public. Uh you know what? They uh yeah, definitely something to look into though. Yeah. This is um <clears throat> I have like the main website pulled up of the what the upstate New York thing is affiliated to. They're not associated with each other. This is like a golf week. I'll send you the link for it. So you can look at it later, but right. it's called the golf week amateur tour. And they have different like regions. Like there's a bunch that looks like there's like honestly like 30 or 40 of them. Um, and then you just like play in the events all year. You can probably like accumulate points or whatever. And then there's like a national championship at the end. So like the top people from each place go to like the national thing. Um, so I'll send a link for it. It looks kind of cool. I, I don't they don't have one listed for Connecticut though. I like it. I'm definitely looking to expand and broaden my horizons in terms of different golf courses. Um it's fun to play in like competitive shit too. That's the thing with it. So 
I already get to play competitive golf. That that's yeah, that's that's true. Um, but I more want to do it at other golf courses. Like, yeah, I, I just feel. I don't know. I just get a little bit bored with Blackledge. Like there are some holes where I'm just like, yeah, this hole's got my number. And then there's some holes where it's like, oh, this will be an easy par. And then it like, I don't know. I just, I want a new challenge. And it's not like I'm out here fucking breaking course records. I just, I feel like I played there a lot compared to, and I mean, well, it's, it's so close to your house. You can, you can play Blackledge whenever you want, but like, then also being in the men's club, you're like, all right, well, like, I have to play at least this many times. And like, I'm going to go, like, oh, well, let's go play there. Like, you can always fall back on Blackledge, but if you had something else kind of something else cooking that you could go play other courses too. Um, yeah. And that's the I, thing, like, you're not just going to go by yourself and just go play some random course either. Like you have like your buddies that you play at Blackledge with, or you just play in the men's club. Um, so it's like, you'll have like a reason to go play other places. Yeah, that's true. And I guess... So I just looked. So I've got 15 rounds logged at Blackledge. Um, this year? Yeah. And I've got 36 total. How is that right? That's not right. Um, I'm not sure how that's right. It's not. Stanley, Brownmill, TBC, Sugarloaf, Chateau Alain, Chateau Alain, Stone Mountain. Actually, it could be. Anderson Glenn one, Anderson Glenn two, Anderson Glenn three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen times. Sorry, nineteen of my thirty-six rounds are over at Black Ledge, which actually that's not as bad as I I was thinking. I don't know how many rounds. Of, I'm going to try to pull it up on my gin. I've played at twenty-six courses this year, though. And I'll be playing at a 27th tomorrow. Um, let's see. 2023 scores. It says I have 33 scores, but I also have a ton of just of nine hole rounds. Um, and I haven't, for whatever, like not like on purpose, but I just keep forgetting to do it. I just haven't been logging my nine hole rounds. Mm-hmm. So I probably have another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Couple. You know what they, you know, know what they say about that. Yeah. I'm a sandbagger. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. Oh man, I'm ready to get back out there. I've only got I've got less than a month, less than one month to go to log scores. I will not be golfing. You're at again. what? I don't believe I'm at a nine seven right now. Um, which is obviously my my low on the year. And my next round coming off is a 78 at Gilead, which is a differential of eight. So I definitely need to do some work on my next round yeah. to keep keep that in single digits going <laughs> into the offseason. But um, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know about upcoming golf, to be honest with you. This weekend, um, I think the weather's supposed to be crummy on Saturday. Sunday is an opportunity, but it's to the point of the year where I'm talking about uh, if you want to play first thing in the morning, eight o'clock, it's 45 degrees outside. If you want to wait yeah. until it's 55 degrees outside at noon, you won't get home until after five. Um, and it's, it's a much smaller window. Yeah, it really is. And I don't know, like, obviously I want to get out as much as possible, but like, it's not that great after you've 
you know, had a couple good months of some nice weather. I played TPC a few weeks ago. It was 85 degrees. It's not right. that fun going to play golf when it's 48 degrees and the wind's blowing sideways. And you're just like, well, this sucks. Like th- th- this is bullshit. I-, I should be shooting so much better than this. And the greens are going to be aerated and uh, you're going to lose balls and leaves. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, as much as I love fall golf, I don't really want it fucking with my handicap right now. Well, it's also late fall. It's becoming late fall golf really quick. Like that's the, there's like a two week window in the fall that it's just like everything's great. Like there's a nice like, first week of October air. is fine. Oh yeah, but once we get once we get to October fifteenth, man, man, it changes. It changes quick. Um, I uh, I have um my next two scores that come off don't count. Oh, that's nice <laughs> handicap. So I'm going to try to get two rounds in my, my handicap. I can't log or I can't log after the end of October. Um, I'll probably be able to play a few times before that. So I may, I'll see what happens with the handicap. Maybe I'll, maybe I can drop it down a little bit. I love it. I mean, you got two full weekends left. Um, yeah, I need to drop. I'm currently a full, my low handicap ever is a 6.7 and I'm at a 7.7 right now. So there's no way I can beat that. I don't think. Unless yeah, I is. unless I unless fire I out a couple 72s and you're unless golden. I go berserk, which I it's, I don't think is gonna happen, but I would just like to keep it uh actually honestly, maybe I maybe I'm just gonna fucking play a bunch of rounds, play like shit, get that handicap up because next time I'm gonna be playing with a handicap, it's gonna be when I'm in Arizona in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know what sucks <clears throat> is like where we are geographically the end of our season and i guess i'm stating like the obvious but like the end of our season and the beginning of our season when we can log handicaps it's miserable conditions like yeah we we have this window um six months april may june july august september october seven months uh no november i guess i get eight months um yeah i get seven months you but the the first and last one are shitty so we have six good months if we're lucky all yeah. everywhere else it's like oh man it's gonna be a 60 degrees january 3rd like you sure we want to go out when you're in florida it's like yeah bitch um i do want to go out um it's just i feel like it's tough we try to stay in shape all off season doing stupid things like indoor golf and working on swing mechanics. Most of the time, just developing bad habits because we're doing these mechanics and not actually hitting balls or seeing what, what the results of what we're doing are. Um, So I just feel like it's so fucking hard to get good at this goddamn game because in April and May, I'm trying to find it again. And June, July, and August, I'm like, let's go. And September, I'm finally humming. And then by the time October comes, I'm like, sweet, this fucking sucks. Now I've just got all these this bullshit to deal with. It is unbelievable how, like, especially even just like the last five years, I always play my best golf, like, at the end. Like, anytime I get to like a really, like, the lowest handicap I'll have for the season, it's always like the last month of the recordable season. And then I'm like, fuck, because now I know I'm not going to play for four or five months. And it's just going to be like you said, it's just going to be your first rounds that you log. It's going to be soaking wet. It's going to be 45 degrees outside. You're going to play like shit anyway because you're shaking off the rust. It's, it's and it's, can't get ahead, Brian. Can't get ahead. You can't. And then you'd have people be like, well, just don't play. Just wait till it gets nice out. Do you think that's a fucking option? I'm sorry. 
do you live in the same world that I live in? You can't just go. You need to get off your ass and go find your fucking ball. Don't play. Who says that? I just. That's a bunch of malarkey is what that is. Yeah. No, I, a bunch I, I of malarkey. No, no patience for that. I don't. No patience. No, I, 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 I shouldn't say it. I do have friends that they're like, nah, I don't play in April. That's fine. Golf isn't your thing. You like, yeah. you go do that with a group of guys, maybe twice a month. Um, that's fine. I don't care. Um, probably not calling you for a scramble. Um, not dedicated. Do not feel not it. Dedicated. Do not see it. Um, you gotta take a see out there. I mean, come on, Kev. I start. I I started two thousand and the year two thousand twenty three. Twenty twenty three. I guess saying two thousand twenty three sounds weird. I was at the fucking golf course. January one, New Year's Day, holiday. Sure, we got it off. Yeah, you were ringing it in. It's a work day. It's a work day. I had the drone on the golf course. I. Jack and I were working with our new brand spanking new electric. Where were you? Were you at Shenny? No, we were, dude. And in hindsight, so dumb to walk. We were at Lyman Orchards. This walk, it, you walk that course, it's like 10 fucking miles. It, like, and yeah. even when we checked in, I was like, he, he gave me the price. I was like, oh, but how about to walk? And he was like, uh, like 70 bucks. And I'm like, January 1st, 70 bucks to walk. Like, what a deal. And he's yeah. like, have you played here before? Like, it's a long walk. I was like, yeah, but it's just walking. Like, I, he's like, yeah, but you yeah. got your clubs. I was like, no, nah, I don't carry those. I don't, no, nah, don't you worry about that. Yeah. I got a remote for that. And uh, in hindsight, at the end of the day, me and Jack both said we were glad we did it because we really got some good hours under our belt. Uh, working with those yeah. uh, trolleys and it was nice to like it i feel better walking at the end of the round i i do not like riding riding is different in a scramble because you just ride for a few seconds and then you're just standing there shooting the shit with your friends for a few minutes like well, a scramble's not golfing either no you know agreed agreed <laughs> yeah. um Yeah, no, I, I I I lost my train of thought a little bit, but um, okay. no, I, live in Orchard, so it was it was a huge fucking uh, it was a huge walk. But I'm just saying, day one, that's when the work starts. All right, it was well, cold. You're... I had my life in the rough winter hat on, but no excuses. You know who had their life in the rough winter hat on this weekend was Nathan Lachance. I had it in my bag, repping the squad. I didn't get that cold. Me neither. I actually almost it was funny. I almost grabbed it and brought it with me. Um, and then I was like, it's not going to be that cold. I'm not going to need it. And then Nate pulls up wearing the hat. Canadians. He's wearing his toque. Yeah. It was good to see Nate repping the, uh, I knew, I knew Nate was going to be repping life in the rough. He always does. He also, he does like the winter hat. I'm, I wore, or, look. boom, right behind me. Winter hat. Oh, only an arm reach away. I, um, I'm a big fan of the hat actually. I think I might have brought this up on the podcast. I was I did virtual golf with uh, Mike Price and a bunch of his realtor friends uh, last winter. Forgot my mm-hmm. hat. One of Mike's friends brought it home, and uh, I was like, "Mike, can you like let him know it's my hat? Like, I'll get it back." And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." I see him at TPC River Highlands a couple weeks ago, and I bring up the hat. He's like, "Holy fuck, dude! You remember that?" I was like, "Yeah, that's my brand." Uh, first of <laughs> all, uh, second of all, where's the fucking hat, Chris? He's like, looked right at my feet. He's like, dude, I threw it away. My bad. 
What? I, I'm sorry. What? You you threw it away? Like first of all, they're starving children that are cold in other countries. You threw it away? Okay. You first of all, the fact that they're starving has nothing to do with the hat. Well, they're cold. <laughs> they're but, cold. Okay. But, they're wait, cold. Like I don't. I, I would throw away socks if they have holes in them. I'm not just gonna throw away a pair of jeans because they don't meet my waistband anymore. They're not. You donate that shit. Give to others. What the fuck are you kidding? You you threw it away. Just he's like you. Just have a no weird idea. thing to throw out. Like a weird thing to do. He's like you have no idea how much shit we had in our house. I was like, first of all, you problem. Second of all, um, it's a hat. Like I I've got some fucking stupid hats. How much space is it taking? It's up? a winter hat. Don't you have a winter? clothing bin with your galoshes and your mittens and your fu- I, either way i was i doesn't get cold yeah so anyways back to nate um nate would uh he'd show up to virtual golf uh during our virtual golf week and he'd have he'd wear the life in the rough hat the beanie inside like a All t-shirt pants t-shirt and a winter I hat and i'm that. just you know it's just a, a very nate law thing to do um had, had the uh life in the rough um generation one polo on and i knew that he was going to be rocking it so before i left the house i grabbed him a generation two uh life in the rough shirt and i uh, i gave it to him when we arrived he said what can i pay you for this i said nate you can't you showed up and you're gonna deliver on the course your presence do you know i was wearing my uh rg1 too that's it. Uh, you were wearing the generation one. I love that. I was wearing the yeah. G2. Um I didn't pop the top at all. That's that's why it was a little too chill to pop the top. You know, I never yeah, I never took anything off besides um, I was wearing the Masters pull uh pullover all day. I, I, I was hoping to, to support the brand, but it was just a bit too brisk. Um even when we were rolling in putts, it was it was still kind of cold. Yeah, yeah, it was Chilly out there, chilly out there. Ball was not flying. By the end of the round, there was a Nate. Nate didn't want to believe us when we were saying how far or what clubs we were hitting on the last hole because he's like, "What are you guys doing?" And we're yeah. like, "Nate, we don't all hit our nine irons, two hundred seventy-five yards like yeah. you do." He, but it, it's tough. That yeah, we're that, that we just got to get Nate dialed in a little bit more um, and get more comfortable with it. He, I understand a lot of people they want to, you know, ask people what they're hitting by club when you drink a different Kool-Aid, um, it's not going to be applicable. I mean, he he smashed a pitching wedge like 160 yards over a green, and we were like, what the fuck? Like, bro, I just hit six iron. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, I uh, between him and Nelly, like their swings, Nelly has no backswing, has like G-force turn through his hips, and follow through so much flex in the shot. The ball goes like 300 yards with no backspin. It looks uh, back, yeah. uh, backswing. It looks like John Rom. And Nate, he's just so goddamn long with his swing. He, when he hits the ball, it just sails forever. You, you hit it, it just goes. And you're like, I think the crazy thing about Nelly is he hits the ball so far, but he doesn't hit it high. Like his driver, he hits it. Like it flies for a long period of time, but it's not like Nate's that are just like towering and high and like they float right. forever. Nelly's just like is continually just piercing through the atmosphere so and then eventually it lands. That is, and I I would say that I don't have a, a particularly high ball flight either. Um, yeah. One of the things, and this is just from growing up down in Groton, 
you have to tee the ball up and hit it low. You can't let the ball get up in the wind because you mm-hmm. will lose it. And yeah. I definitely think that was one of the things that just naturally I started to do growing up down on the shoreline uh, with my driver is teeing it up low so I could keep it below the wind. Um, mm, interesting. I never thought and I've also recently read let uh, tee it high and let it fly isn't actually mm-hmm. that accurate. Like the, depending on the, the, the plane of your swing, oh. you might not want to be teeing it up high. Um, and, oh yeah. And, and now we're not saying that I've got the perfect swing or Nelly has a perfect swing, but it's just one of those things where it's a golf saying and you're just like, oh yeah, just like, just go do it. Um, when it's, it's like the drive for show putt for dough thing and then like they've found that like you like you gain the most strokes off the tee by hitting it really far <laughs> like that's actually not true like hitting it really far is a really huge uh benefit absolutely um actually yeah. it was golf digest that put this up not too long ago and it was like five common things that people think are helpful on the golf course that do nothing and one of them was like holding your, your putter, head down. holding your putter like directly in front of you to try to oh, tell the slope of a green. They're like, that does nothing. Plumb bobbing. I don't know what, I don't yeah, know what people yeah. are doing when they do that. Um, But just because it doesn't actually do anything doesn't mean that doesn't help you psychologically and make you feel more comfortable about what you're doing. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, But uh, off season's coming. I can't wait to tinker. I can't. I, I want to know what, what I should buy. I just want to buy something. I, I'm, and the thing is, I don't need to. I've got, I've got over three hundred bucks to store uh, pro shop credit. It can sit there. I don't have to spend it. I can just keep stacking it until next year, which I feel like that's the probably the smarter thing to do. Like, God forbid, I need balls or got like, because realistically, I shouldn't need clubs. Yes, we we've talked about wedges. Wedges are an option, but mm-hmm. realistically, like brand new. Uh, well, I, I suppose I could get a new hybrid. I don't need it. No, no, stop. Shut the fuck up, Brian. You don't need it. Um, I've still got four dozen golf balls. I've got like, wow. I've got multiple pairs of golf shoes with tags on them. I haven't even popped. I, I like I've, I, I've, I've, and I actually have done pretty good on gloves this year. Wasn't as humid of a summer. I didn't uh, go through as many gloves as I have in previous years. Um, also using that golf glove case, I feel like has really lengthened the life of my golf gloves. Um, completely i i completely agree with that i have one of those things too i actually recommend them to people all the time now um, i do too and i think that's one of the biggest selling points if someone who gets absolutely nothing out of it tells you how great a product is i i mean i'm i'm adding it to my cart immediately i did my buddy zito um when we were golf one time you know how i use the uh cell phone holders it, it, it oh um, yeah it clips onto the golf cart or your push cart whatever the first day he saw me with it he's like what the fuck i was like dude it's 13 bucks on amazon he, he he ordered it within 30 seconds i was like it's things like that you want to see useful things that can make oh, yeah. it more convenient on the golf course um i'm all about it i i just oh, I, I can't wait I, but so oh no so you bought a pack of it was a five pack of those those gloves you buy right club 55 yeah or, or something like that circle 15 yeah circle 15 yeah um pen 15 penis <laughs> um 
you remember that? You write that on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or eight zero zero eight five. How um or um eight zero zero eight on your on your uh that's exactly what I your, just said. Oh, that's what you said. I said eight eight zero zero eight five. Oh yeah, <laughs> the five looks like um, So your circle uh, fifteen gloves. It was a five pack, right? Yeah, Did I'm go currently through? no, I'm currently using the fourth. The fifth one's completely opened. Um, the fourth one I have, and it's still in great. Like I'll be able to use it through the end of the season. Um, and I don't even like, I honestly, sometimes I move to the next glove probably before I even have to. Um, but there, there was one period of time in the middle of summer that it was wicked hot and humid. And like one of the gloves, like didn't, um, last as long. I actually ended up ripping it. Cause I only, I was like pulling it onto my hand really tight and I ripped, <laughs> ripped it. Um, uh, but no, I, I still, I still have, I love, I will use those gloves forever. That's awesome. They're, they're right. awesome. I love them. I can't recommend. I, I actually recommend the glove holder, and I recommend the Circle Fifteen gloves to everybody. I I think the glove holders, uh, m- much better received because I think the glove holder might be cheaper than the glove, an individual glove itself from Circle Fifteen. Yeah, and this isn't for everyone, but if you like, first of all, you got to get yourself a marker locker. Those are going to be coming out soon. We're going to have more. Oh yeah, we're going to have the boys back on too to discuss. Um, but. If you're like if you are someone who really likes to keep track of your rounds and you're not doing it in your notepad app like Nate Lachance or you're not using like 18 birdies or something like that. Yeah, I would absolutely recommend a scorecard holder, a little a little booklet keep in your back pocket. It's not for everyone. Some people don't like the way it feels. Some people find absolutely no need for it. That's absolutely fine. It's not for everyone. I found that it helps me take my mind away from golf for just a couple seconds after yeah. each hole um, before I get started, write down who I'm playing with um, and just casually mark stuff down. Like, oh, that was a three putt bogey. Maybe I'm going to put a little comment down there because I'm going to talk about it with Kev later on. Like just little things that prevent the fuck you you douchebag like way to fuck that up like let's 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 stop talking shit about ourselves for one second let's regroup let's and let's go on to the next hole i i think it's something that i find useful but once again certainly not something everyone's gonna find useful yeah that's actually something that i think i might end up getting because i honestly half the time if like i'm playing with the pats like pat tats is usually keeping our scores and half the time I forget to grab a scorecard, so I don't keep my own, or I'm just keeping it in my head, um, so I just know where I Which am. Which isn't hard when you're only four over. Like, well, not yeah. I, I really, I always just like know where I am relative to par, essentially. Um, right, but I'm saying it'd be a lot difficult if you were 26 over par. Oh no, <laughs> I, I completely agree. But then the thing with that is too, it's like oh, like maybe you are you know three over through 15 or 16 or something like that and then like you're just like keeping your score and you're like i want it to i think like what you said like a, a way to like separate from your mind kind of thing um and also like what i do when i do have a scorecard i just have this little like rubber band thing on my push cart that i just tuck it under and it's not really the nicest like the cleanest thing in the world so like, i think yeah. i think the scorecard holder might be something i i go for because i know like you have one pat tats has one everybody i know that has one loves them yeah, and I, I I certainly agree with you. You in the back of your head, you do always have an idea of where you're at. But mm-hmm. I will say there have been a couple rounds where like, because I I'll I'll just put the score down, 
shut the book and put it back in your pocket. It's a yeah. bogey. It's a bogey. Fine. There have definitely been a couple rounds where like, you know, I finished the ninth hole and it's like, shit, I think I shot. I think I shot five, five over. Look back. It's actually four over sick. All right, cool. Um, it, Like you're, you're still going to have an idea of where you are, but you're not going to be harping on it as much. I feel unless you're constantly Do you add up at the turn. No, no. I just flip my scorecard. Yeah. But yes, a same. lot of times, like in men's club, someone will, they will add it up at the turn and they'll say, did you have that? Yeah. And then I'll like have to think about it real quick. But me typically, no, I just flip my scorecard and I go to the next nine. And I feel that way, whether you're playing good or whether you're playing bad. Golf is full. It's two nines. Um, yeah. You've got to compare if- both. You're not adding up your score in the first and your group adds yours up and tells you. It doesn't bother me. No. Yeah. Um, same. I know some people get really like perturbed by that. Yeah. I, um, and I get it. Everyone's got their own things. Golf is frustrating <laughs> enough if you don't yeah. like something a certain way. I, I, I get it. But, um, the reason I say, you know, there's two nines, um, earlier this year, I shot a, it was a 40. 437 or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 4437 for an 81. Like, let's fucking go. That that's a great score. But I I make a turn. If I made the turn and I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, dude, I'm eight over. I'm playing to a nine today. Like, this fucking sucks. Well, right. so not to I, I don't want this to come no, that's as it. any sort of like what one up one upper or anything, but the best round of my life shot four over on the front and i was like like not super upset with it but i had a i had eight pars in a quad shot three under on the back to shoot one over you know what i mean like wasn't expecting that at the turn but like that's what that's two nines are very different you know makes a big difference yeah builds Um, character does build character characters built in the trenches brian you know and in the fucking bunkers that aren't ranked yeah (sighs) bro the town of Col- I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of glad to be away from town of colony because the bunker situation is just super annoying there. Uh, like literally half of them are just like ground under repair. Like there's just like rocks in them. Um, so I'm hoping to find some uh, some courses out this way with playable sand because it's nice to be able to play out of the sand. It is, but it's also better if you're never there. Well, yeah, but I'm not that good. <laughs> no. I'm not either, but if you come up short enough of the green on your second shot, you're never going to get in the bunker. Well, that's not true. You can always chili dip it in there. In there. Been there. So you said you're not playing this weekend. I don't think so. I could, I mean, I don't, we don't have anything going on Sunday. I guess it's a possibility. I could try mm-hmm. to wrangle some people to see if they want to play, but uh, not looking promising for the young man. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's not. I, I think I just go back to it. I don't want to play when it's 40 degrees out and I'd rather watch football or I, I should yeah. say I'd rather watch football. Cause I could put on red zone while I'm on the golf course, but I don't want to play a five hour round at noon. I can't play in the men's club at noon. I'd want to play in the men's club. Um, I don't know. It sounds like I just need to suck. Well, it up it's also club. like an inclement weather, th- like inclement weather in June or August. Like I'll play golf. Like if it's just raining. But like this time of year, now it's raining and it's cold. And that's just not fun. 
Like you don't want to be playing golf in that. Right, right, right. The ball is um, not going to fly far. It's not going to roll anywhere. You're no, going to be hitting and, five and, irons into short par fours. Like it's just, it's not fun. Yeah, no, no, you are absolutely right. I mean, I, I feel like this year I golfed in some unbelievably bad weather. I mean, I remember one morning I left the house and Courtney was like, you're going golfing. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, well, it's too bad for yard work. I was like, yeah, but it's not too good to fucking hit a golf ball. And it really rained like for three holes, four holes. It was like, unbelievable. like I'm carrying an umbrella. I've got an umbrella on my bag and the rain is still going sideways. Like it was, I was playing so great except those holes. I went like double, double, double. It was fucking miserable. But, um, no, I completely agree with you. The temperature certainly helps, um, mask, uh, inclement weather a little bit. So. I don't know. We'll see if I can get out this weekend, but. Well, I'll be keeping my fingers crossed for you. I'll be playing at least that. at least one round of 18 between now and next time we talk, maybe even a second. So I'll uh, I'll fill you in next week. How's that? I love it. Can't wait to hear about it. Sick. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. Appreciate you guys tuning in. It's been Life in the Rough, the podcast, and we will catch you next week. See ya. Peace.